Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to Rock and Roll Friday on The Savage Nation. Now, we all watched the uh, so-called uh, debate last night, and I have some questions that I would have asked if I had been the moderator. Now, as you well know, it was a setup from the get-go. It was set up to make Trump look bad. And so the left-wing fanatical moderator, who should be fired for what she did, like all of them, spent the first 30 minutes talking about COVID because that's what the DNC instructed her to do. In other words, they've created the narrative that Trump caused the virus, not the Chinese, not Nancy Pelosi telling everyone to walk around Chinatown in February that it's all safe. But President Trump himself caused a disease. He created the virus in a laboratory with uh, Jared Kushner, probably, and then released it on the American people in order to destroy the country and himself. That's the narrative they would have you believe. So for 30 minutes, the fake moderator pretended to be a moderator when, in fact, she was a propagandist. So when I woke up this morning, I said to myself, what questions would I have asked if I had been the moderator? And I put some of them up. On, on my website, michaelsavage.com. I put others up on my Twitter feed because I think they're important questions, and I will begin uh, with some of them. Here is a question I certainly would have asked. Mr. Biden, why was it a good idea to put kids in cages during your administration, but not so under a Trump administration? Mr. Biden, uh, I didn't hear that one last night. Another one would have been, a question to you, Mr. Biden. Under President Obama, ISIS was formed, while President Obama downplayed them, calling them a JV squad. Mr. Biden, why did your administration allow ISIS to grow? Why were you not able to take out its leaders like President Trump did? Mr. Come Biden, on, man. we're waiting for your. Uh, oh, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Here's another question Savage would have asked as moderator. To you, Mr. Biden. How would you control the left-wing riots being conducted in Portland and all over the U.S.? How would you rein in Antifa and anarchists that are destroying American cities? Mr. Biden, oh, come on, man. Uh, look, I watched it last night, and for the first 30 minutes, I said, did they actually think we the people are this stupid, that we can't see the moderator is working for the DNC? 30 minutes on COVID, when she knows Trump can't win on that question? The DNC determined very wisely that most of us are terrified of this disease and that we want to blame someone and that usually it's the incumbent that gets blamed for a problem in a nation. And so since uh, Trump is the incumbent, let's pin it on him when he did everything anybody could have done to control the pandemic. There are many other questions, and I invite you, the listener of the Savage Nation, a few questions. I could ask you a simple question, a monodimensional question who won the debate last night but i'll get the uh bots calling saying that trump won and he was great which is true he didn't win though you want my opinion it was a draw i was actually very impressed with both candidates last night not because i would vote for biden but because i saw trump as a new trump a controlled trump a moderated trump a quiet trump a non-insulting trump a non-belligerent Trump. He did a very good job. 
that wasn't enough. On the other side, Joe did a great job for Joe. He didn't seem that he was lost. He didn't seem that he was bewildered. He didn't seem as though he uh, didn't follow the questions. He was very sharp, and he was on target. Uh, I thought it was a draw, frankly. If I was watching this as a, a boxing match and I were a judge, I would say it was uh, 29 to 29, so to speak. It was a very, very close call. It was unfortunately a very close call. And that's because the questions were so top-loaded against Trump that he almost couldn't win no matter what he did. And that's the sad truth. But I was busy tweeting, and none of them were deleted by uh, Jack's uh, people. And uh, so I put them up immediately. And the first tweet last night was, will the latest Biden bombshell move the needle towards Trump? It didn't. It wasn't even brought up by the so-called uh, fake moderator. Next tweet was, fake leftist moderator already set up the president with the COVID question. Right into the debate, I said 18 minutes about COVID, not a word about the left-wing riots, not a word about Hunter's Hunt for dollars for Dada Biden. Then I said, Burisma question destroyed Biden's charisma. I then said, health, health, health care. Castro came to power using free health care as a selling point. Let me pause on that for a minute. Did you know that Fidel Castro, the dictator, came to power in Cuba, of course, through a revolution, but one of the number, one of the most powerful things he offered the poor people of Cuba was free health care, and they have free health care. Of course, anyone in Cuba with money, <clears throat> meaning the governmental agents, fly to Florida for care. They seek out a Jewish doctor in Miami rather than a doctor trained in the University of Havana. You don't know that? Why don't you go down there uh, next time you're uh, gathering sugar in the summer with your other friends, thinking Cuba is such a great place, and see if you can have a tooth extraction without dying from it. Pardon me, I have something in my throat. <clears throat> I then said Biden's cages for Emmy kids blamed on Trump. That's obvious. And then I tweeted this. 11 million Ill illegals? Come on, Joe. Same number for 30 years, Joe. It's closer to 40 to 50 million illegals that you want to make citizens, Joe. Come on, Joe. Then I said, here she goes, race, 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 the ultimate communist ploy. Ask who is targeted by affirmative, uh, by affirmative policies in this country, affirmative race policies. It's hetero Christian white males. I am sick of this hatred that is directed towards hetero Christian white males. I'm sick of it. She kept up with the race baiting, and so I then tweeted the following. The only institutional racism, quote unquote, in America today is against heterosexual white Christian males. So people say, go on, prove it. I don't have to prove it. Ask any white man who's applied for a job as a cop or a fireman <clears throat> in the last 30 uh, months. See what happens. See what the answer is. Then I said, Joe wants the Green New Deal created by the communist occasional cortex. Destroy our buildings, Joe? Come on, Joe. Tear down cities after destroying businesses? Come on, Joe. You can't do a thing like that. We're already crippled from COVID. And then at the end, I put this up today, and I'll bring you in now, my loyal audience. Questions Savage would have asked as a moderator. To you, Mr. Biden, how would you control the left-wing riots being conducted in Portland and all over the U.S.? How would you, Mr. Biden, reign in Antifa, and anarchists that are destroying American cities. And now, ladies and gentlemen of the Savage Nation, I open the lines on this Friday to you, 
at 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-407-282. And anyone who gets through Jim Verde Call Screener gets a free copy of my best-selling book, Our Fight for America, because as I've said to you before, and it's not just rhetoric, the fight has not yet begun. No matter who wins this election, we will have a fight on our hands unlike any we have ever had in our life. You will need a guide to get you through what's coming in this country. And it doesn't matter whether Trump wins or Biden wins. We're going to have a war on our hands, whether it is a war of words or worse. You need to know where we're going. And so what questions would you have asked if you had been the moderator is one question. We also have sounds such as uh, Joe saying we had good relations with Hitler uh, before World War II, which was astonishing. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had said during a debate we had good relations with Hitler in any response to any question, what vermin like Jeffrey Tubin would have been saying. Can you imagine what Wolf Blitzer and Jake Taparinsky would have been saying today had Trump said we had good relations with Hitler? Can you imagine this? Well, try to imagine it. And so again, there are other questions. We hear that new college graduates have no work. And I thought that we should ask that question of the new college graduates who are listening to this show and terrified about their blank future. It's like looking into an abyss. Are you a new college graduate who's not facing anything? You don't know what to do with yourself? Let's hear from you. Here's another question for all of you. Have you left California because of politics and taxation? Many are dumping, not just rock stars, but many are leaving California, not only because of the high taxation and the bums in the streets, but because of the hatred for success in this state. Some other topics, global cooling has produced record snow on the way down from Alaska. We didn't hear that last night from Joe who wants to destroy our cities uh, by building new windows. Do you have any idea what a scam that is? Do you know what's behind the scam of the Green New Deal? The same people on the Democrat side who made billions and billions of dollars building solar plants that produce very low wattage very few kilowatts in the deserts of California, the deserts of Nevada, will be the ones who renovate our buildings at extraordinary costs, just follow the money. Meanwhile, we didn't hear anything about the global cooling that's happening, did you? Well, it's actually happening. Record snowfall coming down from Alaska. Global cooling smashing snow records. Take a look at it. I linked it up on michaelsavage.com. One other point before we go. This is a very sad story, and it's very personal to me. It's a story from yesterday that got no traction because Kamala Harris is the sacred cow of the election. Did you know that Kamala Harris failed to prosecute the illegal MS-13 gang member months before he murdered the Bologna family? You don't know anything about it, do you? That's because there is no newspaper in San Francisco. There is no newspaper in California, and because there's no broadcasters in California left. All of you men in broadcasting in California with your million-dollar trucks and million-dollar smiles, you should be ashamed of yourself. It was because of you that Kamala Harris refused to prosecute the illegal MS-13 gang member, even though he had been arrested by the police. The SFPD arrested him and begged her to prosecute him. She released him, and he murdered the entire Bologna family. I know the story well because I was so sickened by that act of barbarism that I sent quite a few dollars to the widow, Mrs. Bologna. You don't know anything about that. I do. And that's a big topic that should be talked about. 
This is the Savage Nation. I'll be back to take your calls right here at 855-400-7282. Savage. Today's small businesses need to be able to work from anywhere. Business owners and workers are always on the go, and it often means using a cell phone for business purposes. Whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, or having to adjust to today's changing lifestyles, Phone.com is for you. Phone.com provides you with business phone numbers you can connect to any device. You get voice, text, call management, and many additional features with Phone.com. You can also add video meetings and conferencing, no more hassle in setting up video calls. And Phone.com voice and video solutions are certified HIPAA compliant. Visit Phone.com and check out how easy it is. No difficult hardware to install. You just pick a monthly plan and a new number or use a number you already have. Whether you are an entrepreneur, a company of one, or a team of 20, Phone.com is for you. And as your business grows, they grow with you. They have 24-7 customer support with live humans. How many companies can say that? Phone.com gives you custom greetings, automated attendance, and hold music as well as call forwarding, call screening, and incoming caller ID. Go online at phone.com, and you can be making calls in minutes. That's P-H-O-N-E dot com, or you can call them at 877-PHONE-10. That's 877-PHONE-10. And for my listeners, use promo code SAVAGENATION to receive 20% off your first three months. Again, that's phone.com, or call 8 8- or call 877-PHONE10, promo code SAVAGENATION. Check them out at phone.com to see how they can help you. That's phone.com, or call 877-PHONE10, promo code SAVAGENATION. We had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe. The rest right of Europe. There. Come on. That, that's, there's come a reason on, he would come not on. meet let's with stop, the President stop, Obama. Stop, 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 stop. So there's Joe Biden saying we had a good relationship with Hitler before, in fact, he invaded Europe. Come on, man. Now, I want to ask all of you fair-minded people out there, what will be happening today, let's say, with the Wolf Blitzers, Jake Tappers, and the other vermin in the media, if Donald Trump had said we got a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe, tell me what would, would have happened. Of course, it's taken out of context. It was in the context of him saying that's why, uh, uh, that's why, that is why Kim Jong-un wouldn't meet with us. He was trying to make that point. But I'm saying the gaffe of saying we had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe would have been ripped out of context. And people would have said, Biden likes Hitler. Biden says Hitler was good. Isn't that what Jake Tapper specializes in? That rat bum, that foul-smelling thing of a human corpse? How come no one said that Biden said we had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe? Why? Because the fix has been in for a very long time. No other reason. And now you know why I'll only be podcasting come January. Because vanilla only prevails now. Only vanilla prevails. You know, you think that censorship began with Twitter. You're also, oh, look, Twitter doesn't let this one tweet. Twitter doesn't let that one tweet. And all the brave men on the, cons- men on the conservative side are, all, oh, Twitter's this, Twitter's that, time to rein them in. Where were they when I was banned from entering Europe? Why, some of your very favorite talk show hosts who have been posing as conservatives for years and laughing all the way to their Swiss bank accounts 
they said I deserved what happened to me by being banned in Europe, but you don't know that. Do you know that only one or two people in talk radio came to my defense and they're not particularly my friends? I don't even know them. One of them was Bill O'Reilly. That's right. Bill O'Reilly made a point of it on Fox News to say that's really bad. It's unfair. Britain shouldn't have banned Savage, but not his cohort, Wallbanger Hannity, the great American, nor the mini Hannity's who worked for the same agent as Hannity does. No, they're all self-described great Americans. Yeah, they're great Americans, my friend. Great, really great Americans. But, you know, I know what censorship is because I have faced it. And, of course, now the great censorship that I have lived with uh, for so many years will lead to a bigger career because you don't, many of you don't understand this. Podcasting is actually the future of broadcasting. In vocal, in verbal, it's podcasting. That's what people want. And you say, well, you're just jealous. No, I'm not really jealous. Let me explain something to you again. Podcasting is like the talkies compared to the silent movies. When the talkies came in, people were saying, oh, come on. The talkies will never catch on. People don't want to hear sound. They want to see silent movies. Well, it's the same with podcasting. Come on. People don't want to listen to uh, shows when they want to whenever they want to, wherever they want. No, they want to be in a certain place at a certain time, stuck in their house or stuck in their car. So believe me, you may think that this is a terrible thing, but I can guarantee you this. As long as I want to be in broadcasting, as long as God gives me the ability to focus my thoughts, express myself with some reason and some humor, I will do so. The day God signals to me that you're not really going to be doing this much longer because something's this i won't be in the business i will say goodbye and i will leave the stage and that'll be it i'll do a johnny carson so what i'm saying is i have hundreds of thousands of people who currently download the savage nation podcast think about that hundreds of thousands not a made-up number hundreds of thousands i'm in the top two percent of podcasts in the world did you know that now think of what's going to happen when you no longer hear me on the radio station that you're listening to me on right now. Will the number go up or the number go down? Think about it before commenting. This is not Twitter. This is the Savage Nation. Savage. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer. Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. 
You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. I had never had a tequila sunrise in my life, I'll tell you the truth. You know, I never drank tequila in my whole life. I hear about it, it makes you like crazy. I like to watch the Mexican uh, narco shows. They all drink tequila day and night. I don't understand it really. But every two minutes, they're drinking another tequila. You know, I'm reading that um, an Arctic outbreak, outbreak, it sounds like a disease, is going to demolish snow records and bringing in snow far to the south. And I know this goes against, come on, Joe, and Joe's Green New Deal. And I know it goes against occasional cortex, who is about as dumb as they come. But an Arctic outbreak, even more extreme than one felt last month, is expected to race southward from the northern Rockies tonight to the southern plains by next Monday that could deliver temperature departures from average 30 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It's going to be so cold at its peak that it will bring nighttime low temperatures to within a few degrees of zero in parts of Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming, as well as the western parts of the Dakotas in northern Colorado. I know that people in California, like San Francisco and New York, don't care about it. But the cold blast will be so severe that snow will follow the severe cold. And most people in America should understand that this blast of frigid air may not only shatter records, but will bring cold more on par with the middle of winter to parts of the Rockies and Plains, laying the groundwork for an unusual snowfall far to the south for late October. Come on, Joe. You ought to read the weather forecast once in a while. Come on, Joe. So that's where we are. Now, there's another story I have to tell you about that's not to do with the debate. I'm bored of the debate already. You can see already I'm moving on from it. What am I going to dissect it? I'm not a mortician. You all made up your minds already anyway, so what's the difference? Who said what? It's, uh, it is what it's going to be. We don't know. There's an interesting story from the New York Post. So a young couple goes into a fancy restaurant in Manhattan, and they order an $18 bottle of red called Pinot Noir. In other words, two-buck chuck. If it's 18 in the restaurant, it costs the restaurant 35 cents. So the restaurant decants the $18 wine 
next to a decanted bottle of $2,000 Mouton Rothschild, right? And then the server mixes up the two decanted wines. And so the pricey one, the $2,000 Mouton, is brought to the young couple's table. They order the $18 one. And the other table has some Wall Street gangsters who ordered the $2,000 bottle. They ripped someone off, apparently. Uh, they sold someone short, robbed them blind, and made a, so much money. They, they went to lunch, and they ordered the $2,000 bottle. So what happens next? The two grand Bordeaux first growth, which is the most expensive wine offered in this restaurant, uh, which had been ordered by the Wall Street businessmen, didn't even know the difference. In fact, the Wall Street gangsters who ordered the $2,000 mouton said to the waiter that it was really excellent. They said it's so pure, we really love it. They were drinking an $18 bottle, which means it was two buck chuck. They ordered a $2,000 bottle. They didn't know the difference. And on the other side, the poorer young couple who ordered the $18 bottle and got the $2,000 bottle, they said they didn't even know that there was a difference. They thought it was a very nice <laughs> white wine, red wine. So the owner says he couldn't do anything about it. He admitted the embarrassing mix-up, and he said the trouble was it was me who was down $2,000, not the bank. And so that was the story of wine and wine snobs. Now, I can guarantee you in a blind tasting, most people wouldn't know the difference. I would say between a reasonable $40 bottle in a restaurant and a $1,500 bottle. I would, I would say most people couldn't tell a difference. Now, when it comes to the really cheap stuff like a two-buck chuck, you can tell a difference pretty, much quick, pretty quickly. I, on the other hand, know the difference because I've had it all, and I don't particularly drink red wine anymore anyway. I get headaches from it no matter when I drink it. I'm only drinking cheap white wine now, so it's all garbage to me. And right now, I'm just having my second cup of coffee on the Savage Nation because to me, it's still morning. And it's Friday, and it's a beautiful Friday. The debates are over. The next stop is the election. Then the fun really begins, right? After the election is over, that's going to be something. Who do you think is going to win? I don't know. Mm. They say it all hinges on Arizona now, that um, Trump's suddenly falling behind in Arizona uh, for this reason and that reason. Who knows what to believe? Most of these articles are written by... um, I would say very far left people who work in the newspaper and media business. No one knows what to believe. But for me to sit here and say, I know, and I'm positive Trump's going to win would be uh, wrong. Just wrong of me to do. I don't know. I hope he does, but I don't know. I do not know. I know many of you are mistaken in your belief that I'm a critic of Trump. I'm a critic of politicians, including Trump. So when he was on the show last Tuesday, in addition to having a very congenial uh, interview with the president, uh, during which he said, I miss you, Michael, and I, I tell you, I was stunned by that. I, th- you know, I, I thought about that, and I think he had been so weakened by the COVID experience that he became emotional, more emotional than I had ever seen him. And I met him a few times. I don't golf, so I never met him on the golf course. I don't know the golfing Trump. I did have hot dogs with him on Air Force One. I know most of you don't know that, especially you um, trolls out there who think that Trump hates me. He doesn't. He actually is very fond of me. And I'll remind you of something else. He appointed me to the equivalent of, equivalent of an ambassadorship. You may not know this, but by putting me on as a board member of the Presidio Trust, which is like a small country, that's 1,200 acres 
of the best acreage in San Francisco. I make not, not even a dollar a year because I believe in the public duty that we all have. We, we've got to be the good shepherds. Trump appointed me to that. It's like uh, being appointed as an ambassador somewhere. So I take it very seriously, and I thanked him for that during the interview. But I think his, warm, his warmth towards me during the interview was indicative of a, a certain humility that came over him during the disease that he you know, contracted. And I have never seen a stronger man in my life. I don't know how he withstood the liars in the media, the liars in the intelligence communities, and all of his other enemies for all these years without crumbling or quitting. I know I couldn't take it. I'll be very honest with you. I would have left if they had started to do that to me and my family. I would have left. You may think you're a tough guy and you would have stood it out. I doubt it. He's actually almost Superman. However, after he got COVID, I think he became a warmer personality. And I think we saw that last night during the debates, right, Jim? This was a different Trump. He did constrain himself, but I think he's internally constrained after the disease in, in a certain strange way. You know, disease has a way of modifying a person's persona and their behavior in general. Not everyone. Some will fake it right to the end. He actually has changed. I know I've changed. Uh, so we all become more humble after an illness. Most of us do who are sane. We become more humble. Others who are not, who don't have a, a humility gene in themselves do not change after a horrible disease. But, you know, God speaks to us in many different ways. And I think Trump was humbled somewhat by the, uh, by the illness in a better way. I think he's a better man for it. The phone number is 855 We're talking about the debate, questions, questions that should have been asked last night. Speaking of last night, it wasn't last night, but it was the night before that I finally ventured over the bridge into San Francisco to a restaurant. Now, my favorite restaurants are out of business. Mankiang, which has been a fixture in Chinese for over 40 years on Geary and 23rd, the best Chinese food in the entire world. Hakka cuisine, my family grew up on it, out of business because of COVID. It's not just COVID. We had been there last year and gangs broke into our car. They smashed the window and stole everything. Uh, of course, the police can't do anything about it because of the sacred cow nature of the thieves. But we'll put that aside. So I think crime has gotten out of hand in the uh, Richmond district as well. I don't know if I was the only one who had a car broken into. Uh, we do know that the streets of San Francisco look like, let's just say, broken glass everywhere in the morning because of the organized gangs that are stealing. But don't tell that to Nancy Pelosi. She's busy attacking Donald Trump on not wanting to spend another couple of trillion dollars for her and her friends. So I go into the city, go over the bridge. We go to the, uh, the Young Museum, and they reopen the museum, and I'm a, an art lover. I know that makes me suspect amongst the uh, conservative crowd. You're not supposed to like art if you're a real man. Real men don't like art. You understand that that's a mark of weakness. Maybe even some kind of deviance if you actually appreciate fine art amongst a certain spectrum of the uh, right wing. But, you know, I'm a kind of oddball hybrid. I grew up in the world of art and antiques, and I have an appreciation for it. And I really missed going to the museum. So take a guess. I said to myself, where am I going to go? What do I want to see the most in the De Young? So you got to make an appointment. you got to book it in advance. you got to do the mask. Okay, worth the price. I knew exactly which painting I was going to go and see. I didn't just amble around. 
I went directly to Bradford's ship stuck in the Arctic because I've loved that painting. Now, there's a number of reasons I love the painting. A, it's a masterpiece by Bradford. B, it reminds me of what life can become for people. It's a symbol of all of us. In many ways, we are all now like that ship stuck in the ice in the Arctic waiting for the thaw. Now, I didn't really go there just because it is a symbolism of today. But Bradford's ship stuck in the Arctic, done in the 1880s. See, I was, one of my heroes was uh, Shackleton, one of the great Arctic explorers. I know this ship is in the Antarctic. Uh, we, we can put that aside. But I've always been fascinated by extreme weather, especially extremes of cold, and how the not only explorers managed to survive but how people who were stranded in the Arctic because their ships got locked in the ice managed to escape with their lives. I'm also super impressed with the Aleuts who have for thousands of years adapted to the harshest climate on the planet. It's something to behold to be able to live in that severe climate and live off the land without going to a supermarket or watching Netflix, isn't it? Savage. We fly into the tail end of the first hour of the third day of the 13th week of the 13th moon of the 13th dollar of the Savage Nation. Crazy story. Wacko wearing Burger King crown yells N-word on JetBlue flight. I cannot believe what's going on on airplanes. And then he says, I can do what I want because I'm part West African. Unbelievable what's going on with people on airplanes. People are cracking up. Yeah, fly commercial, what fun that'd be. You know, get COVID and listen to a maniac racist. Great, what great flight. Just crazy, just the whole thing. So, oh, so I go to the city, I go to the museum, then I go to have dinner. I forgot to tell you the dinner part of the story. I, I know you want to hear about the thing and the debate. It's over. Okay, it's yesterday's news. Forget about it. Leave it to the geniuses who can't do anything else. They'll play all the sound for the debate and show you uh, that Trump is a genius and Biden is incompetent. All right, you can get all of that the rest of the day. So I go to this restaurant. I'm not going to name it. I don't know how to do this without naming it. Let's just put it to this. It's a private dining room, and I haven't been there in over a year, okay, without naming it. Lovely, great people. I haven't been there in over a year. They only reopened recently. The food was great. So the dining room was as large as a dining room like in The Shining. And only like uh, we were the only ones in there when I got in there early after the museum. So I took a table by the window. Within 30 and the food was great. Service was great. Another table comes in, they sit him right near me, and the guy starts coughing. And I mean, I mean a phlegmy cough. A really, <coughs> I said, am I kidding? I'm going to listen to the, why would they put a guy, you have to sign a thing saying you don't have a cough, you have no fever, right? This guy's coughing. And they can't ask him to leave. So I had to move in the middle of a meal to another room, would you believe it? Isn't that the beauty of uh, dining out today in the Savage Nation? That guy should have been given a Burger King crown. Uh, just for showing up. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book, see the movie. 
Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire. Every single one. He started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we <laughs> were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. Now, the word dog whistle is a dog whistle to the left. Welcome to the Savage Nation. You know how these words go around, right? Dog whistle. Dog whistle. Uh, by the way, Joe, come on, Joe. It's not the poor boys. You know, it's not the poor. Come on, Joe. Try to remember what their name actually is, Joe. And come on, Joe. You know the poor boys are actually patriots. They're the only ones who stood up to your brown shirts in the streets, Joe. Come on, Joe. You know the poor boys are the only ones with the guts to stand up to your racist brown shirts that are burning and looting joe come on joe you're a dog whistler as big as a foghorn so we're not going to talk about the debate last night come on man we can't do that day and night right now just because biden said we had a good relationship with hitler before he invaded europe doesn't mean that jake tapper even heard it jake tapper doesn't hear except what his bosses at cnn tell him to hear i want to ask you again if donald trump had said we had a good relationship with Hitler, even in the context that Biden was trying to use it. Please tell me what Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, and the others would have said about Trump. You didn't hear him say that? Listen to clip two, please, carefully. We had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe, stop. the rest of Europe. Let's stop. Now, stop. What if Trump had said we had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe? Tell me what the vermin in the media would be saying for the next right through it after the election. Hitler, oh my God, Trump likes Hitler. Trump said there are good people on both sides. Trump said we liked Hitler, but it wasn't Trump who said that Hitler was good. It was Biden who said Hitler was good. You get it? So you understand that it was a, a setup from the get-go, but you liberals don't care. You understand how you own the media and how you use the media to your advantage to peddle soft communism. Now, what about his poor son, Hunter Biden? I actually can't imagine why this kid got so screwed up so badly. Can you imagine being cursed with a son like Hunter Biden? Can you imagine being cursed with a kid who is a crackhead, allegedly, uh, not yet proven, a man who did the things he did? Can you imagine having a son like this? And yet, the vermin in the media won't touch the story. Come on, Joe. You know that that's a big story. Joe. Come on, Joe. You know that Hunter should be an issue. Come on, Joe. You know that. Now, you said everyone should wear a mask at all the time. I want to hear clip 12 because I want to get some clarity on this. I want to find out when you think we should be wearing masks. In the toilet? In bed? When we're sleeping and eating? Joe, let's listen to clip 12. Come on, Joe. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control... In fact, not saying I'm 
I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Come on, Joe. You know it was you and your cohorts in the Democrat Party who called Trump a racist because he closed out travel with China. Come on, Joe. If you want responsibility, it's you and your Democrat colleagues. Come on, Joe. You know that. Trump in February closed down travel from China. I know it for a fact. You know it for a fact. Come on, Joe. You know where Nancy was in February, don't you? Come on, Joe. She came down from Pacific Heights to Grant Avenue in San Francisco. And she walked on Grant Avenue with one of the uh, business owners. And she said to America, especially in San Francisco, folks, it's perfectly safe to eat Chinese food. Come on, Joe. You know that you're responsible. In fact, you're not really responsible. Nancy's not responsible any more than Trump is. Come on, Joe. It's a disease. Get off it, Joe. Come on, Joe. This is sickening. All right. So, again, that's why the fake moderator spent 30 minutes on COVID because it was all planned in advance to embarrass Trump. You and I both know that Trump couldn't win no matter what happened. It's that simple. Come on, folks. Try to be fair. And what are the questions that should have been asked last night, by the way? Here's one I would say should have been asked. Come on, Joe. This is the one I would have asked if I were a moderator. The peace between Israel and the Arab nations is unprecedented. Mr. Biden, how come you and President Obama were not able to make strides in this area? Come on, Joe, you can answer that, can't you? To you, Mr. Biden, how would you control the left-wing riots being conducted in Portland and all over the U.S.? How would you rein in Antifa and anarchists that are destroying American cities? Come on, Joe, you can answer that. You get the picture? And so everything is upside down in the brave new world that we are entering. Mr. Biden, why did you condemn shutting down our borders to the Chinese and Europeans uh, to help stop the spread of COVID? Why did you call Trump a racist? Come on, Joe, you can answer that. Mr. Biden, why was it a good idea to put kids in cages during your administration, but not so under a Trump administration? Come on, Joe, you can answer that. And Mr. Biden, to you, why were pallets of cash delivered to Iran in the middle of the night on several different airplanes? What was that money for? Do you know if it was used to fund terrorists? Come on, Joe, you can answer that one. So as you see, my friends, it wasn't really a debate. There was no moderator. It was a setup, and Donald Trump was the patsy. He couldn't win going in. If you care to comment on any of this, don't bother. The lines are sold out. But if you care to visit me online, you can go do so at michaelsavage.com, which is the one-stop shop for all things savage. Forget Twitter, by the way. Just reach me on michaelsavage.com because you can't comment there. And that's where I prefer you to see me because I'm not interested in what you have to say, frankly. It's, Twitter is just a sewer of hate. It's filled with bots from uh, Russia and from other places. On michaelsavage.com, we have no comment line. And the only place to reach me is nowhere because I'm really not interested in what people have to say about me. It's my talk show, not yours. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, don't listen. It's that simple. So if you want to find out where my podcasts are, they're on michaelsavage.com, linking to all the podcast sites where most podcasts are heard. And if you want to follow me after January, you'll go to michaelsavage.com, which will link us through a hyperlink to the podcast on many sites, Apple, whatever they put them on, all these Spotify, all these great sites. And right now, uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful audience. We're in the top 2% of all podcasts uh, in the world. And I'm pretty sure that after I am leaving broadcast radio, after all these years, many of you loyal listeners who are already listening to me in the hundreds of thousands on the podcast are going to listen and uh, we'll get new listeners. And that's it. I'm not desperate. 
In other words, what happens, happens. Que sera, sera. You know what I'm saying? God will lead my footsteps. So that's where God is leading me. You understand how this works? This is where it goes. This is how it goes. And so I look forward to your continued listenership. And we'll go from there. And that's it. There's nothing more to say about that. So let's go back to the questions of the, of the day. Are you a young person who recently graduated college and have no job at all, no future? What are you doing with yourself? You know, I'm thinking, what, what would I do if I were a young father today? Uh, let's say I had two young kids. Let's turn the clock back. Let's say I am an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, and all of a sudden COVID hits and there's no money coming in. And all I have is a little saving and whatever I have. What would I be doing today? Who would I vote for? Who would I hope would save me? Who would I think could save the economy is all I would think about. Nothing else, by the way, Jim. I wouldn't care what party they're in. All I would say is who the hell is going to give me a, <clears throat> the ability to make a living again? And I say to myself, okay, let's see this guy Joe wants to close us down and put masks on all of us and shut down every business in the country. How am I going to live on government handouts with two kids? I couldn't vote for him. The other guy is bold, daring, takes chances, and he says, take a chance. If you get it, you're probably going to, if you're a younger person, healthy, you're probably going to get it for a few days or a week or two and be over it. And that's the end of it, but at least we'll reopen the economy. I'd go with Trump. That's without any party affiliation. That's just common sense. How could you go with a guy who wants to lock the society down and destroy all of us? Okay, that's what I would think. That's how I would think. Now, we should go to the calls. Let's go to Nevada, where Andrew's a young graduate. Let's see what he has to say. Line three. Andrew, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Go ahead, please. I graduated UNLV in December with a uh, bachelor's of science degree in uh, hospitality service management. I got my first out-of-college job in March. The next day, our governor shut the state down. So I had a career already set up, ready to go. And now mm. they want to close it down even longer. The only reason why me and my family have been able to survive is I get a VA disability claim every month. And that's the wait. Did you wait? So did you say a VA disability claim? Yes. So you're a veteran. <laughs> yes, sir. Where did you serve? And I met. I served. Uh, I, I was involved in Operation Iraqi Freedom, Enduring Freedom, and Horn of Africa. So you're one of many, many brave frontline combat troops who's out of a job right now who who would you vote for who you think would bring the economy back faster uh kamala harris or donald trump i'm i'm glad you put it that way i would say donald trump because kamala harris will be president if biden wins right no question about it so how are you living just the small disability check is getting your family through month to month uh, I get, I'm at 100% permanent and total disabled, which is about $3,200 a month. And we're living, me and my wife are living with her parents who are also out of work through this. And just one of them is collecting Social Security. That's awful. You see, most Americans don't know what's going on with the average person out there. Andrew, I'm so glad I brought this question up because you make it real for us. Many of us don't know what it's like to face the terror of no job and no income. And most of us don't have, if we're younger, don't have parents with a house we could even live in. I don't, look, Andrew, truthfully, I don't care who wins. Come January, this is going to be a different landscape in this country. With all the money that's being printed by 
Both administrations, because the bags of money are flowing into the hands of these corrupt politicians. I don't know how this country can survive this. I really don't. I, I hope I'm not bumming you out. I just don't know how this, how this goes forward. You know, with the $6 trillion in debt that we have. So, man, I, all I can say is I'm emotionally um, unable to even relate to what you're saying to me, Andrew. It's hard for me to put my mind into your life. I'm trying to. And all I can do is offer you uh, the, my best wishes and uh, sadly I'll only offer you a copy of our Fight for America. At least it's a nice book to read. Please stay on the line. That, you know, that's a very sobering call. It's a very humbling call when you think about it. Here's a veteran who's 100% disabled, who's getting 3200 a month in disability payments from the uh, VA, married, children, living with the parents, the, the in-laws, graduates college, kills himself to go back to school with, despite the disability, and he has no job because the stupid governor of Nevada closed the state down. Okay, think about that. So how is the little guy or the average guy or the average American going to survive what's coming? Andrew from Nevada, thank you for calling. I'm also taking calls from those of you who left California because of the uh, terrible social dysfunction and because of the high taxation and hatred for everything patriotic. Okay? I'd like to take some calls on that subject when I come back right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Joe got three and a half million dollars from Russia and it came through Putin because he was very friendly with the former mayor of Moscow and it was the mayor of Moscow's wife and you got three and a half million dollars. Your family got three and a half million dollars and you know someday you're gonna have to explain why did you get three and a half. I never got any money from Russia. I don't get money from Russia. No, that's a very important point and of course we all know that there's a second tier of interest in this Hunter Biden corruption. And this is something that needs to be talked about later on. But the second tier of interest in the Hunter Biden corruption story is this. While the media is ignoring it now, if Biden and Harris should win, they will make it front page news uh, come next February in order to embarrass Biden into resigning the presidency so that Nancy Pelosi can run the world. Mark it down. Mark it down. Mark it down because what I just said to you is why you're not hearing much about this major scandal today. The second tier of interest will appear should Biden win when they will drive him out of the presidency to make sure that the Pelosi folks uh, get what they've wanted going back to the beginning. I would have asked the candidates, how would you control government spending and save the U.S. currency from the inflationary money printing? that both parties are engaged in. I don't know why the genius moderator didn't raise that one. Answer, because she wasn't a moderator. She's just a propagandist. I would have said, Mr. Biden, why was it a good idea to put kids in cages during your administration, but not so under a Trump administration? But then again, she wasn't a moderator. She was set there specifically to embarrass Donald Trump. I would have said, under President Obama, ISIS was formed while President Obama downplayed ISIS, calling them a JV squad, Mr. Biden, why did your administration allow ISIS to grow? Why were you not able to take out its leaders like President Trump did? Again, 
That's because there was no moderator last night. She was just a mouthpiece for the DNC. Other questions should have been raised. Many other questions that I would have asked as a moderator. I would have said, Mr. Biden, how would you control the left-wing mobs, mobs that are rioting in Portland and all over the U.S.? How would you rein in Antifa and anarchists who are destroying American cities? To you, Mr. Biden. Didn't hear that, did you? You know why? Because it wasn't the Commission on Presidential Debates who brought you this bias charade. It was not the Commission on Presidential Debates. It was the Communism on presidential debates who brought you that biased charade at least that's one man's opinion i'm michael savage take it or leave it savage it is the savage nation has been rock and roll friday you know who won the debate last night both sides made up their mind as i said to you i think it was a draw and it's a draw only because there was a biased referee if there had been a real fair ref referee, Biden would be a refugee today because the questions were so twisted against Trump that he couldn't win. He went in with one hand tied behind his back because of the biased moderator. She made, she was part of the same cabal. It was no, no better, no worse. It was all set up to, to demand, uh, to damn Trump in plain English. Anyone could see that because 30 minutes on COVID, give me a break. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe, 30 minutes on COVID because you knew because you made Trump responsible for COVID when really it was China's fault for not telling the world what was coming. If we lived in a fair nation, they wouldn't have spent 30 minutes on something like this, but it was set up by leftists for leftists against America. It's that simple. And that's one of the topics that was worth talking about today. There are others that I have discussed What's the title of today's show, Jim, that I decided before, about an hour into the show? Savage questions I would have asked at the debate. That's the title of the show today. And there's a whole slew of them that I came up with. And some of them are on Twitter. Some of them are on michaelsavage.com. To me, the biggest deal is the peace between Arabs and Jews. It's unprecedented. And I would have said, Mr. Biden, how come you and President Obama were not able to make strides in this area? Answer, because they didn't want to. Because if you really look back on the horrible eight years that they ruled the country, um, they made the world safe for uh, Islamists. They had ISIS in their sights. We had the most powerful military on earth. ISIS was raping and pillaging across the Middle East, and Obama didn't lift a finger. That didn't come up in the debate from the so-called fair-minded moderator, did it? No. And so, my friends, we're living in a biased nation, and it's only going to get worse if the Harris gang wins. If you care to follow me, you can follow me on michaelsavage.com. Good through December 31st expires thereafter, where only podcasts will carry my voice. The Westwood One Podcast Network.